right, so we have to. Uh, we have to mamash get ready for uh, for Yantif a little bit. Okay, so let's let's learn a little bit about Pesach. So uh, the way I'm thinking is that this is going to be uh, a two-parter. So we're going to have tonight Bez Hashem, Bez Hashem Yisparach, and uh, and uh, the next Wednesday night to be Mashlam Vesenyan. Now the way the way Chazal set up Pesach, specifically the Seder night, is that as the name indicates, Seder. It's supposed to be very organized. You're supposed to know going in exactly what you're, what you're planning on doing. It's Kadesh, Urchatz, Karpas, Vichulu. to know exactly what to do. <clears throat> what's, what's ironic, though, is that with the uh, focus on understanding and organized, a structured meal and a structured Avaida, with that being said, Seder stands for Said, Drush, and Remes. No pshat. There is no pshat by Pesach, you know. The, the, one, the one sefer that has the most uh, mafarsh written on it is the Haggadah. So if you have one small, you know, a few brises, pretty much, a few chazals, uh, you know, put together, and you have literally like, you know, hundreds, if not uh, thousands of uh, pirushim on it, it means that there's no pshat. It means there's no pshat. And that's exactly what it is. It's side remes, side drush and remes, no pshat at all. So with the fact that chazal, so in other words, so what is the seder? So the Seder is a very organized, structured mahalach that's kulay pnimius. It's kulay side, kulay side. So that's what we have to do. So we have an achrayis, we have to do this for ourselves. We have to figure out what exactly is the practical mahalach of Pesach. Alpi pnimius, alpi pnimius. What exactly is, is, what is being developed? What's being worked through? In pnimius, the way to go about thinking about uh, any yontif, uh, any yontif, and specifically Pesach, is not just to think about what to do or how to do it, what is being built through these steps. So Kadesh, Ruchatz, Karpas, Yachas, and so on. There is something in the Nefesh that's being developed, that's being, that's being built. There's a binyan that's, that's, being, uh, that's being constructed, and that's what Pesach is in Pneumius. And every single step of Pesach, and all the avoids of Pesach, are different building blocks in this structure that's called Pesach in the Nefesh. So this, we have to, so this is what we're going to try to do. So tonight, what we're going to try to do is identify what is this binyan? What is this structure? What is, what, it, what is being built? What is being developed in the neshama that's called Pesach? That's going to be Bez Hashem tonight. And then, tomorrow, then uh, not tomorrow, next week, we're going to then, Bez Hashem try to take that and to show it in application what it looks like to go through the Avoid of Pesach, the Hachanas to Pesach, Bir Chametz, and so on, including the, the Seder night, based on that understanding of what's being built in the Neshama over Pesach. Okay, so tonight, so Bekitzer, tonight is not going to be so practical. A little bit, a little bit, but Bez Hashem, next week, that's where we're going to take these uh, Yisaitis from tonight and apply them practically. Okay, so just to begin, to sort of uh, find a Pesach into... Uh, into the void of Pesach, into this Indian that's called Pesach in the Neshama. <coughs> so a few questions, and then we'll, we'll begin to explain off. Okay, so you know we have a klal. Hakol hoylech achar chasayim. Everything is defined and, and, and based on how things end. The ending of something is, is its definition. So if we were therefore, you know, if throughout the Haggadah and throughout Pesach we sort of feel maybe that we have a, you know, we have our bearings, we understand what's going on, what's, you know, it's trying, the story, the Makis, like we sort of get it, all of a sudden the end of the Seder, which is going to be the defining factor of what this was all really about, we Bechlal have no idea what's talking about, which is the Nino of Chagadia and Echem Yodeya. So it must be that those two, which is not all of Kalah Yisrael sing those songs, but a, a nice, sizable percentage of Kalah Yisrael do that, and so if that's how the Seder ends, and then there's a minute of Shir Shirim even after the Seder, but the Seder itself, Nirza, it ends with those two very strange uh, songs. So it must be that, there's, that all of Pesach is somehow encapsulated by those two Naguna, by those two Pizmainim of Chadgadia and Echad Miyodeya. And obviously the, the Tzara Shava, the, the common denominator between those two Kapitlach, whatever you want to call them, those two Nigunim, is the fact that it's, it's complicated, so Chagadi is a complicated story. Echem goes from 1 all the way to 13, so it's, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger, more complicated and more complicated. But each one has this quality that as it gets more complicated, it always keeps on returning to where it starts from. Chagadia or Echem and so on. So 
so that has to be somehow the Nakuda Pneumis of what Pesach is. So we're going to have to identify that. But that's the first Nakuda, at least to begin to open up this discussion. Since everything goes based on its ending, the Chasimah defines the entirety of the topic. So if Pesach ends, or the Seder ends with Chagad Yach so it must be that's the defining factor of Pesach. And so the question is, what does that tell us about Pesach? What is Pesach? Okay, number one. Number two. In the Haggadah, towards the beginning of the Haggadah, we bring a, uh, it's in fact a Mishnah in, in, in Mesachas Brachas, a famous statement by Rav Lozav and Azariah, right? That is, uh, I'm like 70 years old, and, and I was always fighting for this Indian of mentioning Yitzhiz Mitzrayim at night, that every single night you have to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim just like by the day, that even in my review, say Parshas Vayomer to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, and he says that he didn't have a real strong makar for it until Ben Zayma came and he gave me a drasha. It says, Lamantisker, Asim Seischamer, Sitzraim, Kol Yemechayacha, right? Everyone knows, Kol Yemechayacha, all the days of your life, but it says all the days of your life. So, Yemechayacha means the days. And Kol Yemechayacha, that's the drasha. It says, well, I'm sorry, that tells you even at nighttime you have to mention Yitzis Mitzraim. The Chacham, I remember the Chachamim say back, no, 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 Kol doesn't necessarily mean to include nighttime. It means, Lahav Yemechayacha Mashiach. That even when Mashiach comes, and we had, and we're going to have the redemption from the, the, the this big Golis, but We still have to mention Yitzias Mitzrayim. That's that's the capital that we mentioned in Haggadah. Now again, that's a, that's the Mishnah Mesachas Brachas Tafyud Beis in the days. Now the Gemara over there then records a back and forth that took place between Ben Zayma and the Chachamim after that Machlekes. Uh, so this is what the Gemara says. Tanya, Amalehem Ben Zayma Chachamim. Ben Zayma says to the Chachamim, Chimaskiri Yitzias Mitzrayim Yimaisa Mashiach. Wait a second, you're telling me that the word kol over there is telling you that even when Mashiach comes, you have to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Bahavi the Maisa Mashiach. Said Ben Zayim, is that true? You're going to have to talk about Yitzhiz Mitzrayim when Mashiach comes. Like Varnemar, doesn't it say in Pasuk? Days are coming, it's the coming of Mashiach. And the Jewish, when those days come, when Mashiach comes, you're no longer going to describe Hashem as the God that took you out of Egypt. Rather, you're going to refer to Hashem as the God that took you out of the exiles from the whole world. Kibbutz Goliath, the coming of Mashiach. So says the Pasuk, you're not going to talk about Hashem as, as the one that took you out of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is going to be an afterthought. So says Ben Zayma to the Chacham, what are you talking about? You're going to have to mention it when Mashiach comes. It's, not going, to be, it's, it's going to be completely irrelevant. So what the Chacham answered back, Amrulai, so they say, you're right. That Pasuk does tell you that. It says black and white. When Mashiach comes, Yitzhiz and Sarim is not going to be the, such a big deal anymore. But it doesn't mean you're not going to mention Yitzhiz and Sarim. It doesn't mean that Yitzhiz and Sarim is going to be completely ignored. It just means that when Mashiach comes, the main Indian is going to be the Gula from this Golas. Yitzhiz and Sarim will become secondary. But you'll still mention it. You'll still mention it. So, in other words, the Gemara is explaining for us that when the Chachamim have this shita, which we record in the Haggadah, which we mentioned in the Haggadah, that kol yemei chayach, lahavi l'maysa Mashiach, that even when Mashiach comes, you're going to have to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, even the Chachamim agree, doesn't mean that it's going to be such a big deal. The Iker is going to be the ghoul of Mashiach. No, Yitzhiz Mitzrayim is, is still going to be mentioned, but it's a tafel. It's a secondary thing. That's the, that's the Gemara. That's the Mephorosha thing. And it's based on this Pasuk. If the Pasuk says, the Mashiach comes, you're not going to refer to God anymore as one that took you out of Mitzrayim. That's going to be a tawful thing. You're going to refer to Hashem as one that took you out of America. That's, that's, that's going to be the Gula. That's going to be uh, the main thing. Okay. The problem is, is that there's another Pasuk which seems to indicate the exact opposite. It says in Pasuk, Ki Mitzrayim. I read in the flies. That just like the days of Mitzrayim, that you saw wonders and miracles, so similar to that, Hashem is going to show wonders and miracles when we leave this Mitzrayim, Like the days that you left Mitzrayim, I'll show you miracles. Now we know in Hebrew, whenever there's a chaf, it always means that you're comparing something secondary to the main thing. So indicates that the main thing is Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. A little bit similar to what happened by Mitzrayim, you're going to see wonders and miracles with Mashiach as well. So one second. The Gemara Brachis is telling us the, chacham, the, the, the same Chacham, the ones that, are, that stress the point that you're going to have to mention Yitzhak when Mashiach comes, they themselves are telling us, yeah, but, but, but Yitzhak is going to be secondary. But yet the Pasuk says, 
Erin Flies, the Pin of Flies, the wonders and miracles of Mashiach are Kiamate Seisklimer. It's similar, like, uh, almost, almost like the days of, of Yitzhak and Sraim, indicating that Yitzhak and Sraim is the Iker, and Mashiach is Tafel. Even in the, in the Seder of the Haggadah, according, there's, a, there's, a, there's a well-known interpretation of the Vilna Gaon that indicates this as well, that the coming of Mashiach is, some, is seen somewhat secondary to Yitzhak and Sraim. We know that we say Hal Pesach night, right? Besides in Shul, during the Seder, we say Halal, and we split Halal in two, right? The first half of Halal, we say the end of Magid, right? And the second half of Halal, we say by Halal, right? So why is that? So the Vilna Gaon said, because even though it's one big Halal, so it's, it's sort of one big, uh, one big expression of thanks, but the first half of Halal is really talking about thanking Hashem for Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and the second half of Halal is thanking Hashem for the coming of Mashiach, which hasn't yet happened, but the Yamuna uh, that we have on Pesach, we're already able to thank Hashem for, for the coming of Mashiach. And says the Vilna Gaon, and, and, and the fact that we thank Hashem for the coming of Mashiach is the second half of Halal, but the main, but, but, but the main definition of what that Halal is is defined based on, based on the first half. In other words, the Iker Halal of Pesach night is certainly for Yitzhak Mitzrayim. But... The, the second half of Halal we sort of are using as a springboard to thank Hashem for the coming of Mashiach as well. In other words, says the Vilna Gaon, the coming of Mashiach, which is also celebrated Pesach night, is, is sort of woven within the main focus, which is Yitzhak Mitzrayim. In other words, Yitzhak Mitzrayim is the Iker, and the coming of Mashiach is secondary, which is based on and is following that Pasuk of Kimait, Seischa, Meretz Mitzrayim, and Neflois. So this is the stira. So again, we have this idea of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the relationship between Yitzhak Mitzrayim and the coming of Mashiach. How do we see it? On the one hand, the Gemara says in Brachis that Mashiach is Iker and Yitzhak Mitzrayim is Tafel. Yet Mitzad Sheni, the Pasuk of Kimei Tzeischa Meretz Mitzrayim and how the Seder and how the, the Halal, you know, sort of is, is, is organized indicates that Adarabba, that Yitzhak Mitzrayim is Iker and Mashiach is Tafel. Okay, so those are the, those are, that's another question. Another question you could ask is as follows. In the Sorak Doshim, we find it's a very, very important principle when it comes to Bechlal thinking about Pesach. And it's, it goes back to the Zara Kaddish. The, the Zara says that, that uh, usually the way the, the system works is that we initiate, there's something that's called Esrusa de Lasata, we make an awakening from below, right? We do our Avaida, and then Memela, Esrusa de Laela, then automatically, that, 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 that's the beginning, we begin down here, and the Rabbanu Shloilam then responds. Mida Kenega Mida, we initiate the process. Mm-hmm. <coughs> not so with Pesach. Pesach is not like that. The whole site of Pesach is Esrusa de Laela. Lasata, that first there's an awakening from above, and Mamela we respond back. The whole Indian of Pesach, Chazal even say in the Medrash, that the Pasuk says in Shir Shir, Alahar the, the Pasuk in Shir Shir describes Hashem jumping from mountaintop to mountaintop towards us. And Chazal say that's, that's Pesach, that's Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Yitzhak Mitzrayim was not something that we deserved or we initiated at all, it was milamala. It's from above. It's from above. In the Zara Kaddish and the Kisviari, the every mitzvah that we do always results in what's called a yichud. Whatever that means. A yichud. And the yichud of Pesach is described by uh, the Mekubalim as zivuga de la'ela. A yichud from above. It's, it's above. It's coming from a higher place. Fine, that's the aside. That's the aside. You'll find this in many svarim. That that's a big mafteach in the Indian of Pesach. But here's the problem. There's a lot of avoid with Pesach. There's a lot of avoid. There seems to be a lot of hachana that we put into Pesach, maybe even more than other Yom Tovim. And even by Mitzrayim, the Jewish people put in a lot of, uh, of avoid in order to then experience Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So we have this idea that Yitzhak Mitzrayim is coming from Amish above, Matana from above. I don't know. See, if it was really such a Matana, then why does it take so much effort for us to receive it? So what's going on over here? The, 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 with all the avoidas that we have, both nowadays for Pesach and uh, by the times of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, all the, the yisur and the suffering and the difficulty that the Jewish people went through, all of that was, you know, usually we would think that that would be enough hachanah, enough avoida in order to initiate from below, to get something happening from above. So what is it about the nature of Pesach? So in other words, so it must be that this idea that Pesach is initiated from above, it's not because a lack of our effort. It must be that 
with all of our effort, there's something that's being initiated, that's happening on Pesach, that is un, that's, that's beyond our grasp to ultimately initiate. So in other words, when you have this idea that Pesach is from above, again, you might make the mistake of thinking, why? Because we just didn't, we just didn't deserve it, or we didn't put in enough effort, so Hashem and His kindness usually waits, waits for us to start. But over here Hashem said, you know what, I'll do it on my own. But it's not like that, because Kalei Yisrael, we're working very hard, and we still work very hard, and still it's defined as something that's happening from above. Which means that it's not, this idea of it happening from above is not a lack of, it's not a lack of our preparation. It's that there's something essentially about Pesach that cannot be initiated from below. And all of our avayda down here is just to receive what's happening, and to prepare ourselves for that gift that's called Pesach. So what is it? What is it, what exactly is happening on Pesach that fundamentally cannot be initiated from below, that has to come from above? Okay. <coughs> Another final question. When it comes to Pesach, so Moshe Rabbeinu is standing by, our, by, uh, by the burning bush, right? Mm-hmm. And he asks the Rabbani Shalom, basically like, like what is Pesach about? <laughs> what, what is this, what's this whole avayda? What is this time for? So the Rabbani Shalom gives a famous answer that you're going to take them out of Mitzrayim and Tavdun Esolokim and be through Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Jewish people will then be able to stand by our Sinai to receive the Torah. Now, the deeper understanding of that sentence of Hashem, Tavdun Esolokim and Stam Bechlal, to understand the context of Pesach flowing into Shavuos, is that the Rabbanu Shalom wants to give us the Torah. The Rabbanu Shalom always wanted to give us the Torah. From the time of Avram Avinu, from the time of the beginning, he wanted to give us the Torah. But there is, there is a fear there's Kivyachal, Kivyachal, there is a fear that Hashem has if He were to give us a Torah. There's some danger in receiving the Torah. There's some deficiency, there's some problem that might be brought out if we receive a Torah. And in order to fix that problem, which maybe is beyond our ability to fix, but to fix that problem, we have to go through Pesach. So the way to think of Pesach, Tavdun Salakim means not just that in order to receive a Torah you have to like earn it. It's more than that. There's something that needs to be worked through in order to allow us collectively and individually to receive the Torah healthfully. In order to receive the Torah healthfully, we have to go through this Indian that's called Pesach, that's called Yitzhak Nisraim, and then you'll be able to receive the Torah in a healthy way. <clears throat> so we have to figure out what, what is this concern that the Rabbani Shalom has with just giving us the Torah. Why, can't, why do we have to go through Mitzrayim, and then, only then, we'll be able to receive the Torah? Why, what's, what's, holding, what's holding everything up? Why can't we just receive the Torah? Why couldn't Avram Avinu receive the Torah? What, what, what's the problem? Why do we have to go through this avoid of Pesach in order to then receive the Torah? Okay, fine. Those are the questions. Now, in the Kisviari, the Rizal talks about this in a number of places. It's... Uh, it's one of the Iker Maftechas, the Iker keys to B'chalal, to un- begin to unpack the Sugi of Pesach. The Rizal says we have to appreciate that Pesach, the, the whole inning of Mitzrayim, the Golas of Mitzrayim, and then the redemption from Mitzrayim, was not just like out of nowhere. In the Psukim, historically, just, you know, we find ourselves in Mitzrayim, and then Parai has this Mishagas that he hates Yidin, or he's afraid of us, whatever it is, and uh, the slavery begins. According to the Rizal, the, the, the Indian... Of, of Mitzrayim, the Golas and the Gul of Mitzrayim is, is, has, to be seen, has to be seen from a much larger historical perspective. Said the Riyakadish, the Nishamis of the Jewish people that found themselves in Mitzrayim, this was not the first time we were here. It was not the first time we were here. The Rizal said that those Nishamis of the Jewish people in Mitzrayim, their first, their first uh, Gilgal, their first uh, incarnation in the world was in fact the Darhamabal. <clears throat> and the Dharamabal, with all of its craziness, obviously did not work out. Then those Nishamas came back a second time in the Dharaflaga, also did not work out. Those Nishamas came back even a third time in the city of Sadaim, also did not work out. And finally, the fourth time they come down is in Mitzrayim, in the story of, uh, of Golis Mitzrayim. And now, Baruch Hashem, they found the Tikkun. And so, according to, the, according to the Rizal, the story of Pesach, it, it, you, you have to see it as, as, as the fixing, the correcting of something that was going wrong for a number of generations, from the Mabel to the Aflaga to Sadaim. There was some issue going on over there that, that was causing a lot, of, um, a, a lot of difficulty, a lot of chaos 
again, from the Mabel HaFlag and Tzadayim. And for whatever reason, the Rabbani Shalom decided, okay, that in Mitzrayim, this is going to be the time and the place to correct this problem that's been flaring for all those previous generations. And once that problem is solved, like I mentioned, Tavdunus Lakim is that now you can receive the Torah. So this issue that I mentioned before, there's, there's, being, there's some issue that's holding the world back from receiving the Torah healthfully, that problem was flaring itself up by the Mabal, by the Aflaga, by Sadaim. And by Mitzrayim, it was corrected. And now you can receive the Torah. Now you can receive the Torah. And by the way, this is not ancient history. The, the, the Mekubalim has said that that, that, that generation of Mabal, Haflaga, Sadaim, and then Yitzis Mitzrayim is going to reemerge in Ikhus the Mashiach before Mashiach comes. And so this story of understanding what the problem is and what the solution is, which is Pesach, to allow us to stand by Har Sinai is also going to be needed to allow us to eventually greet Mashiach. And so this is a, this is a it should be, a, you know, Nege Halach Lamaisa. Okay, so what's, so, so here, so what's the Nakuda? Okay. So here's the Nakuda. In the Zara Kaddish we find that the Mabel, the Haflaga, and Sadaim all share one basic, um, you know, one, one, one thing in common, which is Riboy Shefa. Riboy Shefa, in over a, an abundance of Hashba. An abundance of Hashba. Let me explain. What is Torah? When we stood by Harsinai, so it's an interesting thing in Parshas, uh, in Parshas Yisrael, so as an intro to, uh, to Kabbalah Satara, so it says in Pasuk, Ve'idabra lekim, es kol hadvar me'elulemer, that lekim, uh, that Hashem said all these things. So it's a funny thing. It's kol hadvar me'elulemer, ve'idabra lekim, almoysha, lemer. And it says, you know, the Ten, uh, the ten Commandments. Which means, there is a kol hadvar Kol Hadvarmela means that Torah, when the Rabbanishim gives the Torah, what's happening is the Rabbanishim is not giving a small little gift. The Rabbanishim is giving everything. Everything. Riboy Shefa. An unbelievable amount of, of hashba, of light, of divinity, of, of, of energy. Chazal say in, 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 in Pirkei Avis, Hafaychba v'hafaychba dekulaba. That any, any little piece of Torah, if you investigate and turn it over and pull it apart, you'll find everything there. So if every little piece of Torah is everything, so you can imagine what all of Torah is, the, the, when the Rabbani Shalom gives the Torah, it's not just giving us commandments, the Rabbani Shalom is giving us everything. Kol hadvar ma'ela. And understand that everything that's physical has its roots in the spiritual. So if the Rabbani Shalom, if the Rabbani Shalom is giving us the Torah, and the Torah is the entirety of the spiritual universes just being given to us you know, in, in one huge moment, then with that comes an over an incredible amount of gashmias dekashba as well, and so you know you know for example Chazal say that Moshe Rabbeinu was extremely wealthy. Why? Because when he had to carve the luchas by the second luchas, so the little psilus, the little leftover pieces from the luchas, he was able to keep for himself, and that made him extremely wealthy because it was sapphire. Why, why, why does everything have to be so expensive? Like, why, you know, whatever. Why? First of all, you know, regular rock, regular stone, the Mishkan, right? Mishkan is like crazy expensive. Everything is unbelievably, unbelievable shefa. We come out of Mitzrayim, we're taking all the bounty, all the booty, and by Kriyas Yamsuf, there's an unbelievable, why so much shefa? The answer is because it's not that the Rabbanisham was giving us a turn and says, you know what, let's also give you money. No, no, no. The giving of the Torah means the Rabbanishim is giving us everythingness. All of, all of the oil masayayinim, all of divine influx, divine energy, it's a lot. And when the Rabbanishim gives you ruchnias, it's a memela. By the time, when, when, when that, when that uh, reality of Torah descends to planet Earth in a physical way, so it also comes with a physical expression as well. So it's Rebbe Shefa. Whenever there's an over, whenever there's an incredibly abundant amount of shefa that comes to a person or to a, a people, there's always a danger. The danger is in the Svarm, it's called Shvir Sakelem, a breaking, a shattering of the vessels. Now, a person has a certain amount of kalem to receive, but like a light bulb, right? That's, uh, if a light bulb that's, you know, 20 watt, whatever it is, and you, and you put it in a, in, a, in a thing that has, you know, uh, 100 watt, then what's going to happen? It's going to bust. What, what was going on by the mob? Like, what was going, why, why did the world go crazy all of a sudden? Like, what was going on over there? 
by the Hafloga also. Like, why is everyone going crazy? Even my Sedaim, why is, why, why is civilization going so haywire that they can't function as normal, healthy people? The Mabal in its way, Haflag in its way, and Sedaim in its way. The answer is, the Zara Kodesh says, because in each one of those generations, there was, the Rabbanu Shalom wanted to give the Torah. There was, there was a predisposition in those generations to receive the Torah. Why? Because the neshamas of the Jewish people were in those generations. The neshamas of the Jewish people that would eventually stand by Arsene to receive the Torah. So the first time those neshamas come to the world in the generation of the Mabal, they're predisposed, they're, they're, they're custom-made to receive Torah. What is Torah? Everything. It's Rebu Shefa. But the problem is, is that the kalim that, the, that, 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 that those neshamas had at those times in those generations were unprepared for such an abundance of Shafa. So not only, you know, it, 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 it doesn't just mean that the, the, that, that the wealth, so another, so, so and, and when, let's put it this way, and when that abundance of Shafa comes without the kalim, without the people being prepared to receive it healthily, then all of a sudden there's going to be a shvir sakim, there's a shattering of those vessels. How does the shattering of vessels express itself? It expresses itself in different ways. So by the Mabul, it expresses itself with the people going mishig over Tithus. And Chazal even say that the reason why they went crazy is because the Rabbani Shalom gave them the Enoilam Havo. In other words, an overabundance of Shefa. Not just in Gashmi's, but in Ruchni's also. They were living hundreds and hundreds of years. That, that, that's an indicator of what, of what type of Shefa was, was coming into reality from the higher world, a, a Shefa that's coming from a, from a place of Arichas Yaman. And with that, they didn't have the Kalim to process it, so in Mele, they go crazy. Hafloga also. Hafloga, again, it, it expressed itself, the Shvir Sakalim over there expressed itself differently in their desire of independence, of fighting against this higher power as if they have the power themselves all because of this unbelievable shefa they received, building up their own ego. That's the shattering of the vessels. And Sadaim also. Sadaim is, is, the Pasuk describes the place of Sadaim as Kigan Hashem, like, the, like Mamish Gan Eden, right? Why, 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 so I understand, in, in the simple context over there, it's to explain why light is interested in going there. But every, that could just be a Rashi. Why does it have to be a Pasuk? The Pasuk is telling us what the, what the, what's going on over there in Sadaim. That the, the problem of Sadaim was Royim the Hashem Why? Because it's Kagan Hashem, because there was such unbelievable Shefa. And there was a reason for that, is because those, those generations were contained within them the souls of the Jewish people that were going to stand by our Sinai to receive Kol Adormeila and receive all the Rechush of Mitzrayim. And so they're, they're predisposed and, and custom made for, this, for, for that experience, and they weren't ready to handle it. They weren't able to handle it comes Shibud Mitzrayim. And Mitzrayim, the Rabbanu Shalom, decided with his infinite wisdom that that is going to be the place and the, the, and, and the Golis of Mitzrayim is going to be the experience that's going to prepare the Jewish people to finally have the Kalim to receive the Shef of Tar. To receive the Shef of Tar. And once we go through that catharsis, that ending of, of Mitzrayim, which is Pesach, now we could stand by our Sinai and talk and receive called Varma'ela without there being a shattering of the vessels. And this is, by the way, that Rizal talks about this. This is why, by the Golas of Mitzrayim, we find three aspects of that, of that exile that's mentioned in Chumash. First of all, the, 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 the fact that the Chaymer Ubulvenim, right? They have to build cities. They're building for, for Parai. That's a Tikkun for the Dara who are building towers to rebel against Hashem. Another aspect in Mitzrayim is kol ha-ben ha-yiloid tashlichu, that the first, boy, the first poor boys should be thrown into the river, right? That's a tikkun for the Dara Mabal, which is of uh, being drowned. And then you have sari misim, lamana naisim taskmasters, that are, that are cruel in, in, in their, you know, forcing them chashbainis of, of without any chesed at all, that's a tikkun for Anshay Sadaim, for the city of Sadaim, that was cruel in its, in its rigidity, un, unwilling to bend at all in acknowledging other people's uh, inabilities to, to live up to their demands. And so the whole Indian of Mitzrayim is to be misak in those in Yana, but in, in, a, in, a, in a more pinimistic way, ultimately what Mitzrayim is about is about giving us the ability to finally receive, to, 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 to develop the kalim to then receive the Shef of Tyra. So we don't receive everything on Pesach. We receive everything, the Kol Adormeilan Shavuos. But what happens on Pesach is our ability, to, our, we're being prepared to handle Riboy Shefa that comes on Shavuos. 
So what is the Nakuda? So what is that Nakuda? What is that Nakuda? <coughs> so, that, so in order to explain this, let me share with you a Torah that we have from the Balatanya. It's, uh, the Balatanya mentions it, Kemat, whenever the Balatanya talks about Pesach, it, it, it goes back to this Nakuda. There's a Chazal that the Balatanya is fond of referencing when it comes to Pesach. Chazal say the following Lashen, it's, uh, it's a Gemara in Brachis and Sanhedrin also. The Gemara says as follows, the Gemara says that a baby, a child, is unable to say Abba, Ima, Mama, you know, Mommy, Daddy, whatever the language is, until he tastes or until she tastes the taste of Dagan, of wheat, of, uh, of the five grains of grain. In other words, on a simple level, the Gemara is telling us that Pashat in the development of a person, that uh, before the baby is able to eat solid food, then don't expect the intelligence to be there to be able to say words, Abba But once the baby's old enough to have solid food, so then the, the baby will be also the intelligence to be able to say Abba to say a few words. And the first words of a baby usually is Abba something whatever the language might be. Okay, that's the Gemara. Baltanya explains that that's telling us not just, that's not just telling us about the development of a person physically, that's a key to understand Pesach. It's a key to understand Pesach. Because we understand that part of the, the secret of Pesach, we're not going to talk about this too much tonight probably, but part of the secret of Pesach is that the Jewish people were now finally old enough to say Abba Vim, right? One of the themes of Pesach is to be able to speak. Before Pesach, we couldn't speak, right? We're making a lot of noises, we're moaning, we're groaning, but we're not speaking. cannot speak. The gula of Mitzrayim is somehow connected to the Jewish people developing the ability to say Abba Ima. And that comes with tasting the tam dagan, with tasting grain, having solid food. And that's the secret of matzah. So matzah, that's what the Balatanya understands, that matzah is the secret. The, the, the secret of Pesach is obviously all revolving around matzah. But nowadays, that's the only deraisa mitzvah in Nachila that we have. We don't have the current Pesach, but it's all uh, matzah. Matzah is the dagan that the tinak, that the child, the Jewish people are consuming to then allow us to say abba So what does that mean? So here's the Nakuda. The reason why the Mabel, the Haflaga, and I, want to, and I want to try to say this as simply as possible, and the next week we'll be able to make it even more Pashat, hopefully, and give us some Mahalach about how to go about doing this. But here's the point. The reason why with the Mabel, the Haflaga, and Sadaim, or Bechlal, with Riboy Shefa, the Kalem are overwhelmed, is because of a very basic truth that Chazal say, and we've all experienced this, which is, to fast and Maruba is like to fast, right? Guy's juggling a few balls. It's okay, he can handle three balls. You start throwing five, you know, another five balls at him, uh, then all the balls drop. Tefast will like tefast. When you have a riba shef, or you have kol hadvar me'ela, then, 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 then the kalim, their push is not big enough for kol hadvar me'ela. So how, could, how, could, how could I handle this and that and that and that all at the same time? And that's true spiritually. So a person's actually learning kol terakula. I can't, I can't hold on to all this information. <coughs> I can't be juggling all these balls. And even in the soul, I, can't, I don't have the strength to juggle all the shefa and gashmias as well. Whenever there is a riboy shefa, the source of the breaking of the vessels, the inability to receive it properly, is because of the manyness of the, of the experience. There's just so many balls that are being thrown at me. So how do you solve that problem? So you could just not be given shefa. That's not what the Rosh the Hashanah wants us to give us a Torah. So what's the solution? The solution is to realize and to develop within the soul the ability to discern that all those balls and all that shefa that's being thrown at me are really truly, are really truly being given to me simply to give context to something much more essential and much, much more, much, much deeper than just the shefa itself. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um, Chazal say, Chazal say, um, I don't have a good example, honestly, but I'm going to try. Chazal say that Rabbi Meir, when Rabbi Meir had a, had a vart, Rabbi Meir would, was, uh, I'm sorry, Rabbi Meir also, the Chazal said about Shlom HaMelech, Pasuk said about Shlom HaMelech, was so great, he was able to give 3,000 mushals to one idea. Why do you need so many mushals? You need so many mushals. 
And can you imagine like trying to remember 3,000 mushals? All those mashalim, all those mashalim that Shlomo Melch gave, if a person were hearing those stories and all they're trying to, to get are just to try to remember are the mushals, then guess what? You're going to go through that shear and you're going to get nothing. Tefasim really tefasta. Elamai. All those mashalim that Shlomo Melch taught were, as the word, they're, they're mashalim, they're parables. For, the, for what? These are 3,000 different ways through which Shlomo Melch is trying to give over a nimshal, something that really cannot be said, something more soidi, something more pneumistic, something more essence. And whenever you're dealing with something that's essence, it never can really be said. You need rebuilavushim. You need many garments. You need many different ways to talk about it. Bechinas, bechinas, bechinas. And if a person hears bechina, 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 mashal, 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 different aspects, and all they're trying to hold on to are all the different aspects, then all the balls are going to drop. But the answer is all those balls, all those mashalim, all those different bechinas are really just there to give a broader context and a broader... And a, a, a broader you know, to, to paint a universe in which you can then receive the essence of what is being, what, of what is being sort of dressed up in those levushim. The essential ability, and, and, and the essential ability for a person to withstand the giving of the Torah is to realize that with all the shefa, with all the kolad varma'ela, it all boils down to one essential truth, which never changes, never will change. And kol hadvarma'ela is just to give deepening and bigger context and more mashalim to try to allow this one most pushit essential truth to be experienced more and more and deeper and deeper and deeper. And what is that essential truth? Anoichi havaya elekecha. The essence of God himself. See, why is it that on Behar Sinai, it says, Everyone knows. Rishonim Chazal ask a question. That's the biggest thing God ever did. What about the fact that God created the universe? That's probably a bigger, uh, you know, uh, crazier thing than Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The answer is, that's not the, the, creating the universe tells us that there is a God. But who that God is, is not being given to us necessarily on a silver platter. What, what happened by Yitzhiz Mitzrayim and what allows the Jewish people to receive the Torah is the Rabbani Shalom injects us on Pesach with a tam, with a taste, with a predisposition and an ability to hone in on God himself. And God himself might need 3,000 mushals. And God himself might need kol hadvar me'ela to allow him to be sort of, you know, to be sort of uh, given context. But if a person is all focused on kol varma'ela, then you're going to drop all those balls. And, you, and all the shefa that comes with all the, with all the, with all the hashpoys of ruchnias are going to just result in a mabel and darflug and so on. The way in which a person is able to handle an unbelievable abundance of shefa in Ruchnius and in Gashmius is by realizing that all of that shefa is really just there to give context to something that's to something that that is not necessarily obvious in when you just look at all the balls and all the kaldramela. All the all the inyanim, all the shefa is there to give packaging and context. To, the, to God himself, to the essence of God himself. And that is the Chiddush of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. The Chiddush of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim is the Jewish soul being given the ability to experience not just the 3,000 mushals to God and not just the 3,000 or 613 ways in which God uh, is telling us how to live or directing our lives, but the Jewish soul is being given the ability on Pesach to actually focus itself and actually have the ability to grasp God himself in those 613 ways. And that is fundamentally something that we could not do on our own. Because unless you're God himself, then God himself is unimaginable to you and ungraspable.
I mentioned this maybe, I think it was last week, that the Zohar Kaddish says a line, most people know the first part of the line, I don't know, most people, whatever, those that know the, the Zohar Kaddish usually only know the first part, the second part not as much. It says in the Zohar, less machshava tefisa beklal, that no mind can grasp God. And so that's usually where it ends. Okay, God's unknowable, ingraspable. And so therefore, so what is all of Yiddishkeit then? Well, it's not God himself because no mind can grasp God. So then all it is is just 600, 000, uh, 613 bulls. That's very hard to juggle. But that's what the first sentence of the Zohar. And then the Zohar continues, but but he is graspable in the deepest part of the, of the heart. So the mind can't grasp God, but the Jewish heart does grasp God. And that deepest part of the soul that does know who God is needs the mind to come up with 3,000 marshals to give expression to that truth that the heart already knows. And that's what Pesach is. Pesach is the injection of Reusa Daliba. It's an injection of that part of the Jewish soul that knows exactly who God is and is not, and is not distracted by anything else but that. That's Pesach. This is why it says, for example, you know, it comes to Yitzis and Sraim, uh, it's a Peldic thing. It says that at the night of Pesach night, right, by Yitzis and Sraim, Makis Bukhars, Layachrat's Kelv Lashayna, that no dog barked. It's like, uh, wow, such a wonder. And more than that, right? Because I'll say, because of that, the dogs get a, a gift that the Pusik says whenever a person has a Shech's a cow, whatever it is, and it's not kosher, it's an Avela Trefa, so you throw it to the dogs. Like, Lakelev Tashlichon, I say. What's this Indian that Pesach comes with Layachrat's Kelv Lashayna? Kelev. Is, a, is an acronym, is Rosh Hashanah, of Kuloi Lev. Kuloi Lev. What was happening Pesach night is there was an injection of the, of the heart of the heart of the Jewish people. Reus Daliba, the desire of the heart, the part of the Jewish soul that knows who God is, that experiences God, that knows the nimshal. That knows the nimshal. And, the, and that expressed itself in this animal that's called a Kelev, which is the representation of Kuloi Lev, that it's humbled before the Jewish people who are really kulei leif. That's that's And so, and so this is this is this is the nekuda pinim so pesach is. Let's go back. This is why, this is why we ask the question. This is why, for example, you know, uh, why is pesach something that has to happen from above? Why can't we, with all our arvaida, why can't we initiate pesach? The answer is, because what is Pesach essentially is the Jewish soul being given a taste of God himself, the ability to experience God himself, to know who God is. You can't figure that out on your own. You have to be given that. So automatically, the best you can do is to, is to work on, we'll speak about this soon, to be able to work to, to receive this reuse of the Libra. You can't, you can't acquire it on your own. It's like a, there's a well-known statement from the Rishonim. If someone then knows God, uh, in order to, to, if you claim to know God, it means you're God. So, it, it, so if it's talking true that the Jewish heart knows God, then that means it's not man-made. It can't be man-made, right? It has to be God-made by its very definition. <clears throat> this is why Pesach, again, as I said, this is why Pesach fundamentally is the preparation to stand by Harsinai. Because again, what went wrong by the Malbul, by the Haflaga, and by the, the city of Sadaim was they were given Reba Shefa, but it was Kuloi Mashal. They, they were all just, it was just balls being, it was just sick, it was called Verma'ila, but it wasn't Anoichi, This is why, for example, it's brought down on this farm, again, this is connected to what I spoke about last week, that the word Mitzrayim equals Bigamatria, the word Mispar, which means number. It's a pella. There's a lot of numbers when it comes to, uh, you know, think about it. How, it was predestined from the, from the very beginning how many years we're going to be in Mitzrayim. Although it's like worked at 400, 210, chishbainis, there's a lot of chishbainis. What's the first word Parai says to Yaakov Avinu? And we know that Yaakov Avinu is descent to Mitzrayim, already is the beginning of the Gullahs. The first word that Parai says to Yaakov Avinu back in Parshas, uh, was it Parshas Vayichi? Uh, no, Parshas Vayigash. So it said, the word first Parai says is Kama. How old are you? How, that's the first story. It's like an obsession with numbers. Obsession with numbers. What's Yitzias Mitzrayim? See, what are numbers? Numbers, even if it's the number one, numbers mean many. That's to mean many. You know, it's when you're trying to count the balls, it's numbers. Yitzias Mitzrayim means getting out of that musig of numbers and trying to get to the essence, the zach itself, not its numerical value, the, the, the zach itself. That's Yitzias Mitzrayim. 
to find that point. And, the, and in other words, the way the tr- to translate that in Avodah Hashem means not to get obsessed and not to be completely overwhelmed by the Shefa, by, but by realizing that all that Shefa is just to give nuance and context and expression to the one single truth that you always knew and always will know, which was implanted in your heart by God Himself, by Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And that's essentially what Yitzhak Mitzrayim is. And all the Avodahs of Pesach, as we'll see, all the Avodahs of Pesach, from Bir Chametz all the way till. Uh, Chagadia and 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 and, and Vaiter, is really all revolving around this nakuda of establishing of of allowing ourselves to to receive reuse of the liba this nakuda of the soul that knows who God is that has tasted who God is and is not going to be distracted by anything other than God Himself and everything else that we're being given leading up to Har Sinai is all just to give context and to give, uh, and to give a little bit of an expression of that Nakud of Riyusa Deliva. And this is why the Kalim don't break. Because as far as, because once Pesach comes, then all the Kalim are interested is one small point, one essential point. And it's not overwhelmed by the Reba by the many things. Because all the many stuff are just Mishalim to give context to one, one basic Nimshal. Now that basic Nimshal is, uh, is God Himself. And because of that, as I said, it's not something we could figure out on our own, but it is something that we have a voidus in place to receive and to experience. And so, this is, let, let's go back to answer some of the questions. <coughs> this is why, when we talk about the difference, you know, the relationship between the coming of Mashiach, for example, and Pesach, right? Remember that? So the question is like, which one is Ikh, which one's Tafel? The answer is, again, it depends. What does Mashiach mean? Mashiach means, if, if Harsinai was... Kolod Ramela was Rebbe Shefa, then Chazal say the Torah of this world is nothing compared to the Torah of Mashiach. So if the Torah of this world is so much, then the Torah of Mashiach is, even, is, is infinitely even more. So when we talk about Rebbe Shefa of Kolod Ramela, there's no Tukufa that's more Kolod Ramela, there's, there's no Tukufa that's more Kol Yimei than L'Havi Yimei Mashiach. So in terms of Shefa, there's no question about it that the Geula of Mashiach is going to overwhelm the experience and the Shefa that we experience by Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And so in terms of the objective balls and the amount of Hashpoyes and Nisim and Niflois, of course, Biyas Mashiach is going to be greater than Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And Yitzhiz Mitzrayim is tougher, a secondary to the coming of Mashiach, and that's the Gemara Brachas. But our ability to experience Mashiach without being broken by it, without being overwhelmed by that experience, ultimately still boils down to the experience of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Because without Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, then we couldn't receive Mashiach either. So from the perspective, so in other words, the actual experience, Mashiach overwhelms Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, for sure. But our ability to experience healthfully Yitzhiyah uh, Mashiach. And deeper than that, what does Mashiach mean? Mashiach means, a full revelation of who God is. That's just an unpackaging of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is ultimately there to give us the ability to receive Mashiach properly. And ultimately, Mashiach is really there to give context to, to what Pesach is. So in, in, if you're just focused on the marshals, so to speak, on the balls, Mashiach is greater than the, the, the balls of Mashiach are greater than the balls of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. The mushrooms are greater, the shefa is greater, for sure. But when, you're, when, but when you realize that it's all misholim to a nimshal, well, that nimshal was given to us ultimately on Pesach. And everything since then are simply misholim to give expression to that nimshal, which was anachi Hashem alakecha, that always will be Asher Zesicha Meretz Mitzrayim. This is why, by the way, just as an aside, this is why Pesach, there's a very strong theme when it comes to Pesach, which is the middle. The middle. Right? If you think about it, Chatzois, right? That's what Marcus was in the middle. Middle of the night. One of the songs at the end of uh, Pesach is like a whole uh, pisman, a whole thing, talking about all the things that happened. Chatzois Alayla, midnight. Right? Midnight. Which matzah is the most icker one in terms of fulfilling the mitzvah of matzah properly? Lechemayini. It's the middle matzah. You break it, right? What's this meaning of middle? Middle means nakuda pnimis. You understand? Middle means the essential nakuda. Not extremes where you get lost in, 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 in the mushal. Tzumzach, the essence, the, the essential nekuda. The nekuda pnimis. The nekuda pnimis, that's Pesach. The whole of Pesach is like that. And so what we're going to see, Bez Hashem, next week is that all the, all the simonim of Pesach night, of the Seder, are going through, it, it's sort of a, um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's sort of a, uh, 
uh, a practice run, I guess you can say, of going through all the types of shafa that a person can receive, and every single simon of Seder night is a different type of shafa that a person can receive all good things, but every single one of the simonim are trying to reinforce that experience with still focusing on the Nikud HaPnimus. And when we go through Pesach night with all the simonim, which corresponds to all the types of shafas that we'll receive by Harsinai and we'll receive, God willing, we're, we're reinforcing our focus, Pesach night, that with all of that, we're not going to get distracted from the Nikud HaPnimus. Adarabo, all that shaf is going to help us focus in more on the, on the Nikud HaPnimus. And that's what Pesach night is about. Just for a few more minutes, though, let me begin to open up the, the, the world of, to, be, to prepare ourselves for this. This is by, I don't know if I ever really explained this. Maybe I'll go back to explain it. This is what it means when it's from the Baltani, from the Gemara, right? That the Tinak to say Abba Ve'ima. When you say Abba Ve'ima, so the Baltani explains, when a, when a kid says Mama, Dada, whatever, Abba Ima, the, the kid doesn't know what that means. So in, in other words, when the kid says, Mommy, Daddy, they don't know what that means, Mommy, Daddy. How, what does it mean to be a mother, to be a father? How did you become my parent? Like, the, the kid has no moichen to understand that. What does the child mean when he says, Abavima? It means you. It means you. It's the atzmias, the essence, the essential nukuda pnimis of who this person is without getting caught up in the levushin because the kid doesn't know any of the levushin. So what, what is matzah? What's the difference between matzah and chametz? The difference between matzah and chametz is matzah is essence. Is that all it is is flour and water, and it has not been changed. You put it in the oven like a, like a matzah, it comes out looking like a matzah. It, does, it, it didn't go through any, any chemical change. It, nothing. It, it, it is what it is. It's atzmis. It's essence. It's, it's, it's the reinforcing of this, of, this, of, this, of, of this aspect of the soul to be drawn after essence. And that's what Pesach is. That's what Pesach is. Okay, so maybe, fine. And this, this is going back. This is why, how does the Seder end? Chagadia Echem Because again, that's exactly, what, what is Chagadia about? A lot of Zachen. There's a goat, and then there's a cat, and there's a dog, and there's a stick, and a fight. There's a whole lot, lot of stuff that's going on over there. A lot of Inyanim. But it boils down, it always starts with one thing, and it ends with one thing. Chagadia, Chagadia. Whatever, whatever that story is about. It's not, the point is not to explain the mashal and the nimshal of Chagadia, but you just see in the, in the theme of Chagadia is that with all the riboy shefa, with all, the, in, with all the, the abundance of characters that are constantly introduced in that storyline of Chagadia, Chagadia, nothing ultimately changes. It's still all revolving around Chagadia, Chagadia. Echad miyodeya. More and more numbers, more and more numbers, but it all is being brought back essentially to that one Nekudah Pnimis. That's called Echad miyodeya. That's what Pesach is. Okay, so Bez Hashem next week, we'll, based on this, we'll begin to go through the Avoid of Pesach, again, like I said, from Yerchamitz, Vuchulu, Vuchulu, in order to figure out, because again, here's the Nakuda. There is nothing that we can possibly do to truly develop within ourselves this ability of knowing who God is and being drawn after God Himself. That we have to receive from above. That's the Ruse of the Liba. That's the heart of hearts that is being given to us in Pesach. What is our Avayda? So our Avayda in Pesach is going to be somehow preparing ourselves to receive that. Moving away from our own personal Nagiyas, whatever the Avaydas are, in order to allow, giving ourselves the environment that is suitable for that gift that's called Ruse of the Liba. That's going to be the Avayda of Pesach. And that's Pesach Hashem. Well, we'll see next week, uh, step by step, okay? Shabbat shalom.